Welcome to the Raw Food Health Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Salmon, Certified Holistic Health Coach and author of You Can Afford to Be Healthy. And this podcast looks at a holistic approach to health from a multi-generational and multinational perspective of women of color. Okay, so we talked about this book on the podcast before, and I think it's definitely a timely book to pick up right now. So from that book, I'm, I'm making a savory salad, um, seaweed salad using the nori rolls. You saw, or you will be seeing my mom use nori to make vegan sawfish, so I figured it would be great to showcase a vegan dish a raw vegan dish that you can do, you know, to be more inclusive of family gatherings for folks that eat raw vegan as well as vegan, right? So we're gonna use um, seaweed, the nori seaweed, uh, hemp seeds, some olive oil. We have kale here, which I like to add to my salad for texture because I'm really just a huge fan of kale. And spring mix, we got two garlic cloves, um, we have some Himalayan salt and cayenne pepper. Okay, I have my base greens in and now I'm gonna get the kale together. Okay, so I just washed my kale, chopped up some, put it in the bowl, and now I'm gonna get to this garlic. So here we are, all done. Savory salad. Didn't take much time to make. And of course it's delicious. I knew it was gonna be by the ingredients. This is so good. You definitely need to try it. Okay, so I'm gonna make some zucchini fritters. I'm just prepping for the fritters. These are green onions, otherwise called scallion as I know it. My uh, zucchini is already prepared. I grate it and I remove all the excess water from it by using a cheesecloth. Um, this also call for, which I make fritters before. So it's basically the same procedure like uh, anyone who has made any kind of fritters. It's the same, you have to use the same ingredients in there to hold fritters together. But the main ingredients in this would be the zucchini. This zucchini was prepared yesterday. So now empty it into a bowl. And when you think you when you think this is um reached a point where you could actually use your hands and of course you know you can use your hand you wash your hands and use your hand and form them or mold them or whatever you want to because now it's coming out to be exactly how it's supposed to be so you just make sure your hands are clean you can use your hands or you can use a um a ice cream uh measure to take out your fritters and form them the way you want them to be. And in a few minutes, I'm gonna put these in the air fry. So you can you can do it in, in two ways to form your 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 fritters. But I, I like to use my you suppose fritters you're really supposed to drop them, right? What does but that mean drop? Drop them. You you drop you you take them like this. Mm -hmm and you drop them, but mine is very firm because I'm gonna form them the way I want them to come out. So I'm gonna use my clean hands that I just washed. I take the amount I want and I do like this, right? And I put them down like this and I'll use the spoon 
and I the form of the fritters I want, form it the way I want it, the size I want it and everything. You form your fritters, yeah, you might come to chunks of garlic in there, but garlic is good for you, so don't worry. Form your fritters, your fritters like that, because when you make them too thick, the heat don't go through, and you want everything to be the same size, that they cook the same time. They're gonna go into the air fryer. Okay, so you might get bumps on the way while eating your fritters because things are not um, finely chopped, but these are vegetable that's good for you. These are green onions and garlic, good for the system, no problem. All right, take him and push him in the middle. So when you're lifting it up now to put it in the air fryer, you gently lift it up like this. See? And you just set it in the air fryer. So this is what they look like when they're finished. So, so how long you put it in there for? 12 minutes. Six on each side. Six on each side. So now is the taste test. And now how, how are you just touching them? Oh, like? my hands are pretty good. I have good hands. See? They're pretty good. See, that's how they look. They have good hands. Please do not try this at home. Touch it. a finished look. Now, you can put stuff on yours if you want, but you can put sour cream, which I, you know. There's a raw vegan sour cream. Exactly. <laughs> you can put anything on your fritters you want, but personally me, yeah, I like fritters. I don't put nothing on it to disturb what the taste that the fritters has. Right. So that's it. And that's what they look like. Okay. That's the finished look. Mmm. Heavenly. Tastes so good. Mm. Very nice. It's the first time I ever did this in the air fryer. Tastes very nice. Tastes exactly what I expect it to taste. So now I'm gonna try it with this sauce to see. We don't double dip though. I'm just dipping this in. We're not gonna double dip. It's, it must be really firm to do all of that. Yes, it's nice and firm. This one I kept it in a little longer, so in to avoid double dipping. I make sure I dip the part. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. What do you think? Mm. Mama mia. Mm. Mm. Tell me what you think. Mm. For some reason, it's spicy. Mm -hmm. The ginger. Mm. It looks good. Tastes good. But I have to control myself. I don't want to eat all four, so. I'm going to share it with the rest of the family. Mm. Okay, so we have the scallions here. Scotch bonnet, pepper, tomatoes, salt, coconut oil, uh, nori, diced, thyme, garlic, ginger, onion, orange, and yellow bell pepper, and we have the heart of palms. Everything we need to make vegan selfish. And we're going after that. We're going to saute onion and scallion until soft. Onion. Once tomatoes are softening and juices begin releasing, add your thyme leaves. That's why I'm leaving other food processing, is it? Because this is just the selfish, it's not the spine. Yeah. You were with a net on, I forgot about that. <laughs> oh yeah, how long you cook it down for? Doing that because you're hanging out. 
So you just saw the saltfish my mom made for Thanksgiving, and this is a main entree, of course. It looked a little soft in the cook down portion of the video because it, it gets more um, like the saltfish like texture as you continue to cook it down. But I know, Ma, you made a, a tweak to it, right? Because you yeah. pretty much perfected it now. Mm hmm. So what's, is there a difference in how you're doing it or it's the same thing like when you're cooking it down, it's it's pretty much soft? Okay, you know what I find out? And uh, they never mention it, but saltfish is dry. So the next time I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna put it in the oven on a low, I'm gonna put it in the oven and dry it out a little cause that can be done, you know? Okay, so the last time I had it when I was there, that's not yeah. what you did. No, but I'm gonna perfect it. Oh, because it, I mean, at the end, like the the when I had it, this especially the last time, I think that was probably your second time making it. It yeah. the texture tasted more dried out and like definitely spot on. As a matter of fact, there is another way that you could do it. After you put it with, I never put it in a food processor when I made it this time. But mm -hmm. if I do, you can use that um. You can squeeze it out with that, um, what do you call that cloth again? That you the cheesecloth, but that's cheese like cloth. extra stuff. Cause I think you basically figured out that the food processor made it too wet. Too mushy. Yes. yes. Cause you actually mix in the water into it. Yeah. What so you can just skip that part and you just use your hands, right? Right. So this will be the second, third. This will be the fourth time I'm making it. Oh, wow. And what I'm going to do, I, because I really love it, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put it in the oven on a low temperature, like when you, when you hydrate things. Mm -hmm. You dehydrate. Right, to, right. So to get some of that excess water out of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that recipe was from the Mindful Plate. I think she did a great job with this recipe and <laughs> I had never had heart of palms before I think it's so amazing that literally it is the heart of palm trees like you know you can use all the things all the parts <laughs> that's what it's called plant-based yeah diet. yes yeah it's so I would amazing. I can pick up two large bottles this week just to make sure I don't run out yeah so this one is definitely a staple it's a winner it's a winner, not the, not the oxtail. <laughs> the oxtail, we're going to show everybody how the, the journey of to making that infamous oxtail <laughs> next week. And then the next one that is a winner too is the um, zucchini fritters in, mm. the, in the air fryer. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that one was also very nice. Yeah. And and so folks, you got to see that um just a few minutes ago with uh we also we looked for a raw vegan sweet and sour sauce to dip it in because it was a little dry from yeah. the air fryer, but um but it still it tasted great. It tasted right. great. And that's mm -hmm. a really great way to incorporate raw foods as you're getting started into it like making mm -hmm. raw vegan sauces salad dressings marinades um things like this you know mm -hmm. the the main ingredients for the saltfish to make it really taste like saltfish was nori that was your first time using you nori never before never yeah and as so a fact, as a matter of fact if you want to, if you, you could also use nori with other recipe because it has a very nice flavor to it. Yes. Yeah. So you just saw, I made a nori salad, mm -hmm. um, which is bomb, bomb, bomb. Like I crave it every day. And honestly, I think it's because I crave salt. <laughs> I love, I love salt. Like I wake up in the morning and I just, I want salt. I crave salt. Like vampires crave blood. Like seriously, like mm -hmm. I am a salt addict <laughs> oh you have to be careful with that though Sam. i know i know which is why i don't like to um use I tell you what you could do too so much salt in my in my meals um but that's why my food never really tastes as great as restaurant food because restaurant food you know they're putting in a lot of salt and a lot of oil and a lot of sugar and a lot of cornstarch <laughs> and that 
you have to be very careful of. But if you crave salt, one of the best uh, veggie for you would be celery. Yeah. Yeah, there's really is um, a natural salt source with celery. Yeah, but you know something, as the Bible said, we are the salt of the earth. And if the loss, if the salt loses its flavor, where does it go though? Because if we don't add salt to certain things, like when I eat avocado, I have to sprinkle a little salt in it especially mm -hmm. the large avocado, especially the one that is not organic. If I swallow that avocado without the salt, I get a stomach ache. Now tell me what's wrong with that. If I put salt in it, my stomach is fine. That's somebody need to do, somebody <laughs> need to research and get back to me. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is seaweeds are um, a great, salty source too so like nori is just naturally salty because it's from the sea where you know the salt the minerals and things are um and it's great for the thyroid it has a lot of great benefits you know, you know. some like um it's instead of putting salad dressing on the salad because when I eat a salad and I don't want to dress my salad, okay, so my, I sprinkle a little olive oil in there to give it that nice little appetizing look. Mm -hmm. But what I've been doing, I've been slicing pickles mm -hmm. and putting my salad. It's so delicious. Yeah. So I don't use dressing, I use pickle, but you just gave me an idea. The, the nori is very good to dress your salad because it has that taste to it. Right. Yes. Yes. And this nori salad, like I said, definitely try it. Hemp seeds, olive oil, nori, all the things. And of course, I like to add the kale in there for texture and stuff. It's beautiful. It's big. It's satisfying. It's delicious and completely raw vegan. So, um, and I also want to make sure that you all know that this is the last month that the 30 day raw vegan challenge is free. It's getting an upgrade next year. So, um, and then, you know, once it gets an upgrade, it's going to become a paid program. So to get in, uh, right now for free, just make sure you go to the link at the bottom of this video or in the show notes, if you're listening to the podcast, and if you're listening to the podcast, 2022, we are going to be doing a lot of food demonstrations. So you definitely want to head on over either to Spotify where you can watch the podcast in its video format or YouTube, or just straight to the blog, rawfoodmealplanner.com to see uh, the videos. We've been doing that this month so far. Um, since November, we've been doing that with all of the delicious vegan recipes my mom made uh, for Thanksgiving and um, just incorporating a lot more raw food so we can all eat more raw as we go into the new year for simplicity, for health, also cost effectiveness, <laughs> stronger immune system. I mean, that's more important now than ever, I think, um, which is a, a great segue to uh, an email I got from from someone who went through the 30 day raw vegan challenge or she signed up. She didn't actually mm -hmm. do the stuff. She didn't eat the foods or anything cause she has some concerns. So she emailed me and said, it's been a practice that during fall and winter she stays focused on food that is heated or cooked. This has become a year round practice since COVID. Uh, the thinking is that the heat will help eliminate germs. And for these reasons, I just couldn't get on board with raw at this time. I don't know. Did you have any thoughts, Ma? Because I definitely yes. have a lot. Yes. And I think I discussed this with you too, but you probably don't remember. Um, and not because of COVID, but because of the, for people who live in, like, you know, in the, in the, the, the North where we have snow and cold and stuff, you know, mm -hmm. not the Southern life, Northern life. Um, in the winter time, it's very hard for people to have cold stuff or just room temperature because it doesn't warm your body. But there is food that you can have at room temperature, like ginger, turmeric, and all those things that really warm you. But personally, myself, I rather go on raw 
in the summertime. It's better for me. So I agree with her. And it has nothing to do with COVID. Mm -hmm. I agree with her that, you know. Yeah. So, um, so that is something to think about. But as I said, there is, there is people who go raw right through the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know where they live, but. Um. <laughs> well, I mean, I know me personally, when I lived in Chicago and Chicago had the worst, coldest, harshest winters I have ever experienced. And I'm born and raised in Queens, New York. Like Chicago is 10 degrees colder than New York at any given time. Uh, just because of the, you know, Lake Michigan right there. Um, I actually craved raw foods more in the winter, you know, but no, and it, it didn't, it didn't bother me because um, I had heat, you know, you know, and so I understand like, if you, if you are concerned about your heating bill and stuff like this, and that I guess it really, it just matters on listening to the body number one um and number two um where you are on your journey because i because i feel like once you have an understanding on the purpose of eating raw foods like when i got this email i actually felt disappointed in myself that yeah. i haven't properly communicated how the body works and the the reason why raw foods are important and so that's why I wanted to kind of highlight that here, because um, maybe we have new listeners. You know, I've been talking about this stuff for quite some time. Rawfoodmealplanner.com started in 2014. Um, and, you know, after a while, I personally get tired of talking about the same stuff all the time. But this was this email was a reminder that, uh, you know, our education system on how the body works, like just just the basics of how our body works, the purpose of sleep, right? It's not just, you know, time where you don't do anything. Like there's a reason why we actually need to sleep and we need to sleep at certain times and why, why we eat, you understand? Like, like what is the purpose of eating? It has a purpose, not only what we eat, but the times that we eat. Like all of this stuff, I feel like should be basic studies in primary school, and if it, if it was the case, because right, every child in America has to go to school up until uh, high school, right? Like by law. So if this was the case, I feel like when COVID-19 dropped, you know, people, there wouldn't be so much ignorance because the ignorance of folks right now is making it really dangerous for all of us. Um, so I just kind of wanted to dig into that, like heat, doesn't kill viruses, right? Okay, okay. Can I stop you right there? Yeah. Let me just stop right there. You must think of generation. Um, I am from an older generation than you are. Okay. And as your mother, I remember in the morning when you were going to school, I always say, remember, have some hot cereal. We come from that, mm -hmm. that in the morning you have a warm breakfast to warm your stomach before you go out in the cold. So sometimes when the podcast goes out, it's everybody of all ages are listening to it. And if you grew up a certain way, it's very yeah. hard for you to let go. So the reason why I said for some folks in the summertime, it's best for you to go raw and go cold because the, the summer is so warm mm -hmm. that people feel more comfortable. So so yeah, for me, I don't have those same issues because um, exactly. yeah, now I live in a warm area. And when I lived in LA, I lived in a warm area, but I also lived in Chicago for seven years, right? Um, even when I lived in the Bay Area, when the winter time hits, it drops to 50. If that's not exactly summer weather, right? So I, I know what cold weather feels like. And um, what I'm saying for me personally, I can't relate to turning off my need, my bodily need for raw foods, what just because the, the winter hits. Now there's some things that are different. And even some things that I feel like you wouldn't, you wouldn't even have the problem. Because number one, you tend to run hot anyway. So I just don't see how raw foods would affect you in the winter at all. Oh no. Other it, than it, other than making your body temperature more comfortable. <laughs> Sweetie, it doesn't affect me. What I'm trying to say is just a habit. For it's me. a habit. Exactly. Exactly. It's, exactly. 
habits sometimes is hard to break. Exactly. And yeah. the first step to changing a habit is knowing why are you doing it? Because if you're just doing something to do something, it's not, it's not going to be sustainable. You have to have a why, a purpose, right? For why you're doing this thing. So that's number one. Number two, the, just to get back to what I was saying about you, you use ginger and scotch bonnet and cayenne pepper in just about everything. These are warming foods. So, and of course you can incorporate them into raw food dishes. Um, so I just don't see you having an issue. Like you said, it's a habit right now, but it's a habit that could easily be broken if you wanted to. For, well, for, for you in particular, I just don't see you running cold. I see you having uh, more bodily comfort eating raw foods in the winter just based off of knowing you and being around you, especially the five weeks I just spent with you. Um, I, I just, for you personally, I don't think it would be it. So it's just a, it's just a matter of like, why, why would I even want to do this? You know what I'm saying? It's just like, no, why no. the why? It, it, would, it wouldn't be a problem for me because I am adjustable. Mm -hmm. I am one of those persons that can adjust very easily, you know, like, yeah. it's just that I don't, I can't go to any country and eat anybody's food because I'm that type of person, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm adjustable. I, I can eat, but I'm just saying like people from my generation, it, it's a habit thing. Yes. It's not that it cannot be done because you, you're really supposed to eat your food at room temperature. You're so, not really so that's what it is. Like I actually just started using frozen fruit in my smoothies when I came here to Florida. And I realized that the frozen fruit gives um, a smoother texture and allows because I was the only reason I started doing it is because I was having some issues with the blender where it wasn't blending my stuff uh, fast enough. So it was basically cooking my like by the time I'm drinking it's like hot so I'm like I added yeah. the frozen just to um get some of the the coldness back into it at least make it not hot you know but typically uh from the time that I started um eating this way which was 2008 to before I moved here which I just moved here in 2021 I have been eating uh room temperature basically, or a little bit chill room temperature because the stuff is coming out the fridge for some things. Um, smoothies, you know, all my mm -hmm. fruits stay outside because my teeth are sensitive to temperatures. Sensitive, yeah. mm -hmm. So all my fruits stay outside. My greens, my leafy greens stay in the fridge. And so, yes, my leafy greens are adding a little bit of chill on um, you know, like my berries came in and those tend to go bad faster out here uh, when they're sitting out. So I put them in the in the fridge knowing I'm not going to chew on them. They have to go in a smoothie because they're in the fridge, you know, stuff like that. So like the, you know, the the temperature thing, all my stuff is basically room room temperature, okay. a little bit yeah. on the colder side. It's not warm, mm -hmm. but it's not cold, you right. know. Um, same thing goes for like my salads and stuff. When I'm putting my salads together, there's nothing. Uh, by the time the salad is done and I'm ready to eat, it's it's basically room temperature. And trust me, I would know because my teeth are really sensitive to temperatures. So that's yeah. number one. Number two, like I said about heat killing viruses, I've been <laughs> reading a lot about um, not so much the vaccines, but about COVID-19 and how the virus is working and affecting certain groups of people, right? I haven't really heard, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, that heat kills the virus, you know? No, um, I haven't heard that. The, it doesn't kill the virus, but it helps controls the symptoms of the virus. So there's a few things going on there. Um, ever since COVID-19 started, the folks who have been, uh, at most at risk for, for severe COVID and for death have been folks who are obese, which is, uh, uh, according to the medical system here in America, is a disease, right? It's not well, just a, a weight issue. Obesity is a is an actual disease. Yeah, uh, the compromise condition, yes. Yes, type two mm -hmm. diabetics, Mm -hmm. And folks with, you know, like you said, underlying conditions, but those are the right. top two, the folks that tend to die um, from COVID-19 
are the folks who have obesity and type two diabetes. These are True. diseases, most of which are reversible with a whole foods plant diet. I won't even say plant-based because plant-based means folks are still eating meat and dairy. If you mm-hmm. have type two diabetes mm-hmm. and you're your insulin levels are really like you've had it for a long time and your insulin levels are are really difficult to get under control, then Mm -hmm. you're, you can't even play around with meat and dairy. Like it's not even as a garnish, right? Right. You have to go all in. And so a whole food vegan diet has the capacity and capability to reverse a lot of these things, heart disease, obesity, and whatnot. Now, with that being said, take it another step further, right? We're all clear on why we need to be eating whole plant foods, right? We get fiber, we get helpful bacteria that helps to strengthen our immune system. We're getting phytonutrients, we're getting minerals, we're getting vitamins, all the things the body needs. Fiber, yes. Yes, to work optimally, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. the immune system, everything kill cancer cells, everything, right? So so we understand that. And uh, for folks who want to learn more about that, I don't know if you have the book on hand, Ma, so you can hold it up, but Fiber Fueled by Will Bolshewitz. Oh, I don't have it on hand. <laughs> I keep but it in the room because I read it at night, yes. Yes, and it will be in the show notes. Fiber Fueled by Will Bolshewitz, How Not to Die by Dr. Greger. Mm-hmm. right? These are critical books to read. Now on the raw food side of really good, you book- know, you know, Sam, can I yeah. stop you there? Because when yeah. you say how not to die, people carry it the wrong way. My thing is not how not to die, how not to suffer. Mm-hmm. Death is not as bad as suffering because we have to die. How right. not to suffer. That's what I put on that topic. <laughs> you don't have to suffer. You really don't. Yeah. You get up in the morning and you're having the best day of your life. And mm-hmm. that's how you look at life. And that's how you must enjoy your life. Yes, yes. Because we can't, we don't really have the time and capacity on a podcast to go through um, mm-hmm. how the body works, how it utilizes the foods that we're eating and how it's affected by the different times of day that we're eating and all this. But Dr. Greger's book, How Not to Die, takes you through the top 10 killers of mm-hmm. Americans and explains why the why folks are dying from these things and how they can be reversed with whole foods, right? Um, sometimes it's even even not even just the whole foods, it's like you're in a situation where, for example, and I've seen this in Queens, you live above a Chinese food restaurant and they're frying chicken on the grill or whatever. Those fumes can affect your organs, you know? Just just walking in there can affect you. Yes, you have a compromised lung just because of where you live uh, because carcinogenic meats are being burned and you're inhaling that smoke. Now you have a compromised lung, even if you're vegan or raw vegan, and now you're at risk for COVID-19. So this is not like, uh, you know, just eating this way is enough. There are many different things at play that puts the body under stress, right? Where that can lead to dis-ease. Um, but there's always something to do to do the best you can. And that's really what this podcast is about. It's about giving you the resources and the tools so that Mm -hmm. you can be educated and be empowered. That's the empowerment piece, raw food, health empowerment. Yes, the title is long, but it's necessary. I feel the empowerment part is the education and awareness. So you have agency and choice to help yourself. So you are not a victim to the system because the system needs money to, it feeds off of money to fuel itself constantly. It wants to grow bigger, bigger, fatter, fatter, right? And Mm -hmm. I personally made a choice that I'm not going to feed that system because I care more about me than the financial health of the system. You understand? And Mm -hmm. so the empowerment part is the education part. So definitely read these books. Every podcast episode, I have books in the show notes. Um, Sister Vegan is another book that uh, I, I was hearing about for a long time and didn't read it. Um, and then I decided to read it after listening to Brees Harper speak. 
who's the author. And um, it's definitely a great, great book for everybody because it just shows uh, the variety of Black women in the space doing veganism for different reasons in different ways. And there's a lot of raw food uh, sisters in the book talking about you know, how they got here, how they're doing it being parents and all this kind of stuff. So that's another great book. But Dr. Doug Graham's 801010 book is critical reading to understanding why raw. And basically, why raw? Because um, obviously, what were we doing before we discovered fire? Were we dying? <laughs> were we dying or were we proliferating? And that's how we act. Like the reason I'm alive now is because before they discovered fire, they were actually eating the foods that they were meant to consume, you know? We see fruits in nature. The, the, fact, that, the fact that we can see color, right? The, mm -hmm. Not all animals can see color. We can see color. We salivate when we see fruits. Mm -hmm. this, is not, this is not by accident or by happenstance. This is by design. The fact that our intestines are long, right? Um, all of these things. He goes into like the physiology of the body and why it makes sense that one, we are um, plants, we should be eating actually fruits, fruits as the main fuel source. Um, but in their raw state, and Will Bolshewitz talks about this in Fiber Fueled as well, in the raw state for most fruits and vegetables, not all, but most, um, we're getting the highest amount of nutrient value, specifically enzymes. Enzymes mm -hmm. are critical for metabolic function. Mm -hmm. They're also critical for healthy digestion. And so I talk about that a lot uh, personally because I have a history of um, acid reflux. I grew up mm -hmm. eating lots of candy, you know, the sour powers and all of that kinds of stuff, the Kit Kats and things. I grew up having uh, pizza pockets, taquitos, you know, like a cup of noodles. I had those, you understand? So mm -hmm. I was eating all of those things on a regular basis. When I went to college, I was doing the McDonald's. I was doing the uh, pizzas because it was cheap and it was there, it was accessible, right? Mm -hmm. And I had a busy schedule, so I fully understand. Now, when you, when you change your diet, it's not a magic pill that all of a sudden now you're starting from scratch with this new food you just ate, no. There are cells dying off and, and new cells coming online every day. And from, from my understanding and on reading the nutrition science, though the cells that take the longest are the bone cells that takes about 10 years to replicate, to get new cells online and have those old cells die off. Now, to make this whole process work as seamlessly as possible, you need to be doing all the things we talk about on the podcast, eating the right foods to fuel your body, right? Because where does the bone get calcium from? It has to come from the foods that you're eating, right? It's not just gonna magically appear. So that's like the foods we're eating are the building blocks of life. That's the foundation right? We are living in a world where viruses have always existed and will continue to exist, right? Yeah. We, are, we are literally walking bacteria. Each one of us is more bacteria than DNA. And Will mm -hmm. Bolshewitz does a great job of explaining that in the book. And so mm -hmm. we can't be afraid of bacteria. We can't be afraid of viruses. What we no, because... need to do is yeah. arm our bodies with the mm -hmm. tools it needs to be the self-defense mechanism that it naturally is. Cause we, most of us are putting toxins in our body on a regular basis and we're still able to live to like at least 65. You know, most of us, even with all those heavy toxic loads. Why? Because the body is resilient, yeah. right? But it can be even more resilient with less suffering like you're saying, if we give it the proper nutrition and that's where the raw foods comes in line. So when we talk about, healthier digestion, which is critical for the assimilation of all these nutrients, right? If you're not digesting properly, the foods you're eating is of no consequence, right? The, the body needs to be able to assimilate these nutrients. And so digestion is critical. That's where the raw foods comes in. That's where the enzymes are, are needed. If you're trying to lose weight, right? You need healthy metabolic function. That's where the, the raw foods are gonna help. Um, 
and and for energy you know all of that's energy because the it takes energy for the body to do all this work and if your diet and lifestyle is good then you won't feel it but if it's not good you're gonna feel it you know what i'm saying just like after a heavy meal you're feeling lethargic it's because your body's doing a lot to process that food like a lot yeah. you know after, <laughs> after you cook your meals you do feel that way yeah when the food, cook food really make you feel sleepy and loggy and yes cook food if it's too much food if it's too heavy if it's something like lots of meats with no vegetables with it you know um these things it takes a lot to break down like a lot mm -hmm. you know um and so from my understanding of COVID-19 again I'm not a doctor nor would I consider myself a COVID-19 expert. However, another great book to read is Dr. Greger, Dr. Greger's book, How to Survive a Pandemic. Um, the COVID-19 is, is really affecting folks who have compromised immune systems. Some people have a compromised immune systems of no fault of their own. They were born right. with something or they got an autoimmune illness later, type one diabetics, which is not reversible, not reversible, right? If you're type one diabetic, that is not a reversible disease. It's manageable, but not reversible. Um, that puts you in this category. So the best you can do is fortify your immune system. And that's where raw fruits and vegetables comes in. Mm -hmm. um, and like you said, if you're not comfortable eating raw because of body temperature issues, maybe you tend to run cold and you live in a cold environment. Um, yeah, you could wear sweaters. Yeah, you could put the heat on. Yeah, you could add some cayenne to your smoothies, to your, your salads. Yeah, and ginger, which I've done all of that. Turmeric even is a warming food. Um, yes, but even that you have, you have options and you have choices. And that's where I think starting with fiber fueled is good because he, he goes into like, he's basically talking to most vegans, how to be a healthy vegan, the foods you eat cooked, but these foods definitely eat them raw. Garlic is one of them. I peep that because garlic, you know, I would normally use garlic powder, but now I'm, I'm using more of the garlic cloves. I, I, garlic it's yes. better and I put that in like when I'm making quinoa I put that in after like a seasoning instead of with mm -hmm. it cooking you know um because yeah. normally I would only pull out the garlic clove if I'm feeling like I'm coming down with something and that's like one of my heavy hitters like and I have a video on YouTube probably one of my first videos on YouTube is what I pull out when I get sick and when I got COVID in February of 2020 I did the same thing and it helped me it's neem which is an herb. Oh, yes. That is wonderful. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, garlic, raw garlic, uh, cayenne, ginger, and uh, lemon. Now, it doesn't taste good, right? Because it's raw garlic. And you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But that's not the point. It's effective. And it always yes. works. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So... So, yeah, so that's pretty much what I wanted to say on that. I think that, you know, it's important for us to educate ourselves every day on this because nutrition science is constantly um, evolving, like new things are coming up. Like right now, yeah. the big thing is the microbiome and uh, bacteria and like fecal transplant, you know, <laughs> like these are, are new things because we're learning we don't know all the things, the amazingness no. of the human body, you know, even when we say eat raw fruits and vegetables, like we know that the compounds that are extracted from these things to make supplements are not as effective. Even the pills, the pharma drugs are not as effective as the diet itself, eating the actual whole foods. Mm -hmm. We don't know all the reasons why we discover later, right? Mm -hmm. But I know God in his infinite wisdom, he put everything in the plan. Even now with, with Will Bushowitz's book talking about, I don't know if it was Will Bushowitz or Dr. Gregor's book, because I, I read all these books simultaneously, but you know, how we are, how even chlorophyll affects us and is yeah. interacting with the sun, you know, mm -hmm. and we need vitamin D and that's an interaction with the sun and like, um, 
the bacteria when we eat an apple we're getting that the 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 fruits they have bacteria as well just like we have bacteria that makes our immune system strong the fruits have bacteria we eat mm-hmm. that and it actually makes us more um you know healthier it makes us healthier it makes us more yeah. resilient to things like Good. covid-19 viruses and stuff like this mm-hmm. you know um because we don't we're not we're not going to live in a sterile environment and actually living in a sterile environment is not healthy for us. No, no, because we need germs. We need germs. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know something, Sam, knowledge is power. And that's where we get the raw food empowerment from. Yes. That's where the power comes from. Because without the knowledge, can we have to get up every day and apply it to our life. Read these things, understand these things. And they come in from the expert. And they all are true and it means it means something to us you know yeah it's it's our it's our living our life our everyday living and that's where that's where the 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 topic of the why right because you were talking about habits i'm used to eating this right Bad habits um, is hard to break honey. it's hard to break and and based on the science it takes about on average 66 days to form a new habit For some people, it could take as long as 10 months, right? So first you make the commitment, but why would you make this commitment? Like I know for me personally, I got off my salt addiction before because it was important for me, right? At the time, like I think I was concerned, I I was reading How Not to Die probably and concerned about high blood pressure and like where, where that would get me, you know? And mm-hmm. so I wanted to just uh, do an experiment on myself to see if I could even do it. Can I break free of this addiction? Because who wants to be controlled by food, right? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. Um, and I was able to do it. I forget what book I read. The, the guy, uh, doc, I think it was Dr. Perlmutter, um, his book about wheat. And he had mentioned you know, fasting for 24 hours on water and then not turning to salt ever again um, to help. And it did help me. The problem was I did go back to salt. (laughs) It wasn't because I was craving it. It was just because somebody made something or whatever. It like, I was off salt for a long time, but I had something from someone else or I went to a restaurant or something. It, It got back into my mouth just unconsciously right because salt is everywhere everybody's using it even if you're not using you're not living in a bubble by yourself and it's in everything though it's in everything you know yeah fresh fruits and stuff but it's in everything and the reason why i say that it's in your season i've never picked up any season and some salt in that in there well i mean salty and salt is different right because celery is salty salty. but you know it's just it's just minerals right so but celery is not going to make you crave salt, <laughs> you know? I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, at least I don't think so. No, um, I don't. But the eating of even Himalayan salt, like just having more salt to amplify, amplify flavors, because that's what, that's what creates the addiction. It's this excitement of flavor, you know? But you as know, a- Himalayan salt is not salty, you know? It's, it's not as salty as, um, what do you call that? Um, hard crystal. yes it's not iodized, a salt. I'm sorry. I just learned that this week well the thing is with all of these salts it just amplifies flavor and mm-hmm. that's what creates the addiction that's why salt is so addictive is because um you it's it's you know it's a party in your mouth basically you know you when you when you have you make a smoothie right and you could try this for yourself add salt to the smoothie and just notice the difference, just a little bit, not enough to be like salty, but just a little dash. It just, the fruits are sweeter, the fat is fattier, you know, like, I could just, never do that. Oh. Well, you've had it because in Ertilin Cafe, that's what we did and people loved Ooh. it. They didn't know, you know, but they loved it. And that's, that's basically what, um, you know, when you go to the restaurants, that's, that's how they're getting people back in. Only to the smoothie, not to the juices. No, not to the juices. <laughs> not to the juices, right. That's what the restaurant uses trick anyhow, salt and sugar and cornstarch. Well, yeah, and fat, fat. 
So I think, I think that's it. Um, you know, we were in on holiday time, so it's a great time to do a lot of reading. Yes. Educate, educate, and you, educate. You can't, you can't go wrong with knowledge, honey. That is power right there. Mm-hmm. The, the more you know, the better you, you will be. And the more you practice what you read, the better off you will be. Not just to read it, but to practice it because you cannot go wrong. Oh yes. And I needed to, I needed to add here before we, I don't know how I could forget this. They actually did a study um, and showed that, you know, folks who are eating and, and not even just folks, they did this study on um, healthcare workers from six countries, France, Germany, Italy, Spain, UK, and the USA. And uh, how many people was in this? There were the results after this study, there were 568 COVID cases in 2,316 controls. Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll drop the link to the study in here uh, for everyone to see. But basically the conclusion in six countries, plant-based diets were associated with lower odds of moderate to severe COVID-19. These dietary patterns may be considered for protection against severe COVID. That's what we know. We've known this from the nutrition science before that, you know, how whole foods, whole plant foods supports and strengthens the immune system. We know COVID-19 is basically attacking the immune system. And so Mm -hmm. this makes perfect sense that Mm -hmm. folks who are eating this way, folks who are eating whole food vegan, and I'm saying whole food, stressing whole food for a reason, because not all vegans are healthy, right? Whole food vegan, um, you are in a better uh, situation. You have better protections because of the foods that you're eating against mm-hmm. severe COVID. So, right. um, so yeah. Not so trust food. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So the tofurkeys and stuff, that's not necessarily, you know, what's going to help you because there's so much oil in there plus a whole bunch of other stuff Mm -hmm. um but yeah so anyway looking forward to next time we get together we'll finally be showing people how you made the oxtail all the blood sweat and tears you put into that dish (laughs) but the family loves you for it okay thank you (laughs) with pleasure yeah it was so hard work but I'll never do that oxtail again, though. <laughs> it tastes very good. I'll eat it if I go to somebody said that's it. But I would never do it. Like, it's too much work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we'll talk about it next time. <laughs> but that, that small fish was the bomb. It's a hit. Mm-hmm.